Hey friends, my name is Claudine. Welcome to the Embodied Catholic Woman. This podcast is for Catholic women who are looking for a holistic approach to well-being that is rooted in faith. You'll learn how to manage your thoughts, feel your feelings, and regulate your nervous system so you can fully embody your feminine genius. Let's do it. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Embodied Catholic Woman podcast. I hope you're doing well. Thank you for tuning in for another episode. I am back from my vacation, and it's one of those situations where you need a vacation <laughs> from your vacation. I had a really good time, did a lot of a lot of sightseeing, and it wasn't one of those like restful, you know, trips. But I'm happy to be home, still a little bit jet lagged, still doing the whole like crashing in the evening, getting up at, you know, three in the morning. I mean, I usually get up at, at five, five thirty anyway, but hopefully my my body clock is gonna reset this this week. So anyway, um I'm really excited about today's episode because it was actually inspired by some journaling that I was actually doing a couple days ago. So I was writing in my journal and as I was writing this this quote emerged onto the page. And what I wrote was healing is not about changing what happened to you, it's about changing your relationship to what happened to you. And I wrote it down and I was just feeling really good. And I ended up writing a, um, a post, a caption on Instagram, but I wanted to actually create a podcast episode around this idea because I think there's some, some deeper, something deeper here to, to really get from that idea. Because I, you know, obviously I work with women who have dealt with various various things that have happened in their past, um, various traumas, various wounding. And I believe that all human beings have experienced some heart wound from the past. I don't think it's possible to live this life without experiencing some kind of wounding. So it's something that we all share. Now, the type of wound, the severity of the wound, the length of time of the wound, and the, you know, maybe the amount of wounding that we have. Now that's going to differ, obviously, from person to person, based on your upbringing, based on your, you know, spiritual and religious practices, based on so many, maybe culture and so many different things that are going to make it very nuanced from person to person, which is why there isn't like one solution to everyone's problem, right? There's so many different healing modalities out there and so many different things that you can do. And, and this is exactly why my framework is called integrative Catholic life coaching, because there's many different 
pieces that go into healing. There's many different types of healing that go into a healing framework. It's not just one thing. So I'm always skeptical when someone's like, oh, I have the one solution to all of your problems because it, it in my opinion, it doesn't work that way. So it's never just one thing, right? It's not just mindset. It's not just the nervous system. It's not just processing your emotions. It's not just, you know, um, working on your, your parts. It's not just, you know, reprogramming your subconscious mind. It really is all of these things. And everyone's going to need a different combination, a different recipe, if you will. And that's where the, the art of, of light coaching comes in. So that's where it becomes a little bit more nuanced. But anyway, I'm digressing a little bit. In today's episode, I really wanted to break this quote down uh, a little bit more and explain what I mean by that. And I really want you to walk away with an understanding that the past does not need to define your future. So many of us are walking around and we're living in the present, but our present is actually being determined by what happened to us in the past. And if the present is being determined by what happened to us in the past, then our future is destined to be a, rep, a rep, repeat, excuse me, a repeat of what happened to us in the past as well. So we want to break that. We want to break that that cycle. We want to not perpetuate these things that have happened to us in the past. And one thing that I really want to highlight, and I'm going to repeat it again at the end when I kind of summarize and wrap this all up, is that the past is is done. It's over. It's finished. You you can't go back to that point in time. However, you are the only one who can bring the past into your present and into your future. So whenever we're like ruminating about on the past or we're thinking about the past or we, we feel stuck in the past, like we can't move forward, maybe someone said something to us or did something to us, it's not really that person or that situation that happened in the past that's doing the damage to us now. We're actually the ones who are keeping it going, who are perpetuating it. So I'm hoping this episode today is going to give you some insight so that you can stop doing that, so that you can make the decision, the choice, because it is a choice to really leave the past in the past. And we want to bring healing to what happened to us in the past. And this is, this is a lot of what I do when I'm actually coaching someone is we go back to those moments in the past. And it's always so fascinating to me that the client always goes back to the right memory or the right scene or the right experience. They don't come to the call prepared to say, well, I'm going to talk about this experience that happened to me when I was in the third grade and, you know, I was standing in front of the classroom and, and you know, I messed up. They don't walk into the session with that. And this is where I, I believe the Holy Spirit is coming in because it's always the right, the right memory. It just kind of, it just bubbles up. It just comes up to the surface and then we, we heal that and we invite the Holy Spirit in to, to do that healing work because he's really the one doing, doing the healing anyway. So anyway, 
healing isn't just about trying to erase painful memories from the past or make these experiences disappear. We really don't need to to change what happened to us in the past or erase it to heal. Again, it's really about changing your relationship to those memories and experiences. And you do that by changing how you think about it and your embodied experience of what happened to you in the past. Because that's really how the past is remaining present inside of you. It's how it's impacting you in the now. And our bodies have this somatic memory. You've probably heard of like muscle memory where, well, that is really true of our entire body and our nervous system. It has memory. And the reason it does that is so that it can get information from an event or something that happened to us in the past and lock that in so it doesn't have to re-experience it every single time. So it's kind of like if you're, you know, I don't know, two years old and you touch the stove and the stove is hot and you learn that doing that hurts, it's painful, you don't do it again, right? And so that's a good thing so that you don't have to remember every single day, oh, I shouldn't touch the hot stove because that's going to lead to pain. So that's a, actually a good thing in, in, our, in our bodies and our nervous system. But unfortunately, when it comes to trauma and our heart wounds, our brain will hold on to those experiences to remember them. And that information is also stored in your body to prevent you from experiencing that again in the future. But the problem is it isn't always, it isn't always like directly parallel. So it can be that, let's say you are that third grader and you know you had a presentation and you messed up and your teacher said something to you in front of the class and you got embarrassed. And it's not gonna translate that exact way as an adult. The way it might show up is, you know, if you receive an email from your from your boss and you know, your boss is asking you to maybe give a presentation for the department. And you kind of have that flashback to that experience of when you were in the third grade and you messed up and you, you know, got reprimanded or whatever. That's how it shows up in the present. So what you want to do is work on that experience from the past. So maybe it's a feeling of shame. Maybe it's a feeling of not good enough, unworthiness, not of missing the mark, of not getting it right. So healing that and reinterpreting that, seeing that through different eyes and realizing that you're no longer that third grader, right? That you're an adult, that you are prepared, that you know how to speak in public now, you know how to do those things that you didn't know how to do when you were in the third grade. And maybe there were other things that were going on at that time in your life. So again, it really is sort of taking your power back by choosing your perspective, by choosing how you're going to, to look at these situations. And what we don't want to do is try to suppress memories or avoid memories because healing is really about acceptance. It really is about kind of looking at the facts for what they are. Like this is something that happened to you. This is a part of your life story and that you don't need to erase that from your past to have a different future or to thrive in the future. 
it really is about integrating this into your into your story and realizing that you are the woman that you are today because in part because of these experiences that they've contributed to the fabric of who you are and i think of like this tapestry and there's this prayer that i saw on a prayer card about how you know god is like weaving this tapestry and he sees the he we see the underside of it and he sees like the beautiful picture that's coming together but we only see sort of the messy threads on the underside of it and when we're looking at this tapestry it's like ooh that that doesn't look right you know that thread is poking out over there that doesn't seem to be in the right spot but we forget that we're looking at this sort of backwards right we don't have that heavenly perspective that god has and so what we want to do is learn how to shift our perspective how to change it and realize that there's other perspectives to consider and how this all fits together and when we do that it helps us to be emotionally free so instead of being stuck to the past instead of, instead of feeling chained to the past or feeling like well because this happened to me or because i experienced this or that then that means i can't move forward because i can't change the fact that this happened to me well you actually don't need to change the fact that this happened to you because it's possible to move forward in spite of these things that happened to you and so when you're able to do that it leads to more freedom you're able to sort of take your power back from these situations these incidents that happened to you in the past i want to talk more about the power of perspective and how shifting our perspective can actually lead us to more freedom and healing when we experience something you know our brain it immediately wants to interpret it based on our past experiences so Again, our brain is cataloging all of this information, all of this massive data, so that it can use it again in the future, because ultimately the brain is about survival and keeping us safe. So it's grabbing onto information that it thinks could be useful in the future to keep us alive. So we, we end up having these, these filters in our brains, and these filters have been created throughout our lives very early on and these filters come from you know our, our family our parents um, from society from cultural norms from you know religion from you know all kinds of things our filters are created and we then filter information through these filters right so the way we look at the world is going to be very uniquely based on our own lens. So we're bringing a certain set of filters, or you can think of it as like glasses. You've heard of the term of like the term rose-colored glasses, right? So we can choose the lenses or the glasses that we want to put on when we look at anything, really. And so perspective is very subjective. We know that two people can experience the same thing, they can go through the same event. You can grow up in a household and, you know, both of you have very, a very different version of events of something that happened. And that's because we all have these unique filters, these filters that are very unique.
to us. And so this is going to influence how we see a situation. And so changing your perspective is all about consciously choosing to see the situation in a different light. And this is what we mean by reframing. So instead of looking at a traumatic experience or an event that happened in the past, instead of looking at it as, you know, it was just this horrible thing that happened and woe is me and it changed the course of my life and I was meant to do this, but now I'm stuck doing that. When we're able to reframe an event or an experience, we're able to see it through different eyes. We're able to see it through a different lens. And oftentimes we we don't have access to that different perspective until we do the work to regulate our nervous system and sort of clean out some of that junk that is in there from from that we've been accumulating over time. And this is where the healing work comes in because when we can sort of clean out the you know the debris that we've been collecting over time because of our wounding, then we have a clearer base to start from. And then we can start to see things with clearer eyes, with a different perspective. And then we can start to look at what would be a better way for me to look at the situation? Or is there another perspective here that I haven't considered? Sometimes I like to invite clients to think, how would God see this situation? You know, if he was looking down on it, which he is, right? Um, because he sees all, he sees everything. It's like, well, how do you think God would look at this situation? Or I'll invite them to consider the perspective of if there's another person involved, for example. Well, is there possibly something else that could be going on here that could have contributed to why this person did what they did or why they behaved the way that they behaved? And that just, just those questions kind of open up a different way of looking at the situation, a different perspective. And when you can look at something with new eyes, when you're able to reframe it, you're able to see how this event from the past, which on the surface seemed to be this horrible event and this life altering event, you can start to see how maybe you were able to grow from this experience or that there was more that you got out of it more than you thought, more than you initially thought that you did, right? A shift in perspective gives you this sense of empowerment, right? That you're not just merely experiencing or re-experiencing the emotions that happened to you in the past, but that you're actually choosing to see this experience with different eyes, that you're choosing to witness the part of you that went through that experience. And you're being there for this part of you, maybe in a way that you didn't receive in the past. So if we go back to that example of the third grader in the classroom, who probably experienced feeling very alone and isolated because it's not like her parents were there to, you know, comfort her and to scoop her up. When we do this healing work, you're actually able to go back to that moment in time and to be with that third grader, to be with her, to comfort her, to give her the things that she didn't get in that moment. And one thing that is common to wounding and trauma is usually when we experience trauma, 
there is a lack of time. There is a lack of space. There's a lack of support. There is a lack of an empathic witness, like someone who's just going to be able to hold that space with you and for you. And so you're able to do that for yourself. And again, we're inviting the Holy Spirit into this process too. So we're inviting him to help us to do this powerful work. When you're able to also shift your perspective about these things that have happened to you in the past, it leads you to almost become more growth-minded, more growth-oriented, you know, to see this challenge or this setback as possibly an opportunity, as something that may have led you down a path that has actually led to some of the success that you're experiencing in your life at this moment. I know I can think of things that were challenges for me in my life or in my career that at the time seemed like this is the worst thing that could happen. And now I can see how all of the pieces are, are, were fitting together in a way that I couldn't see it at that time. Right. So this is the benefit of what do they uh, say? Hindsight and in 2020, we're able to see more clearly now, but as Catholics, we know that we can trust in God's mercy and God's goodness. And this is what faith is, right? It's, believing even though we may not have the evidence of that in the moment. Speaking of which, I want to talk about a Catholic perspective on healing specifically as it pertains to redemptive suffering and forgiveness and how we're able to actually find purpose in our challenges from the past. So we know in our faith that suffering is redemptive. It's not suffering for for no reason, right? Because we serve a loving God who is not trying to punish us or trying to, you know, make our lives miserable. You know, suffering exists in this world because we live in a fallen world. So we will experience suffering. You know, Jesus told us you know, it was one of the things he said right before he ascended into heaven that you will have difficulty in this life, but take heart because I've already overcome the world. And so this concept that our suffering has redemptive and even transformative purpose is very much part of our Catholic faith. And it's not this, you know, superficial, we'll just offer it up, right? It's, and I, I wasn't raised Catholic, so I, I wasn't, I wasn't raised, you know, my mom wasn't like, well, just offer it up, right? That wasn't, that wasn't part of our, um, you know, Protestant upbringing per se. But I know many people kind of have that, like, <laughs> you know, roll, roll your eyes kind of reaction to, you know, someone saying, well, just offer it up, right? Because it's not just, you know, it's not meant to be that kind of simple and trite thing. It really is this this deep invitation to, to trust and to radically surrender and to understand that our sufferings will bring about good, whether it's for us, whether it's for someone else somewhere in the world, maybe even at some other point in time, we don't know. The beautiful thing is God knows exactly who needs to benefit from the graces of our suffering. And so that beautiful like willingness to just offer those sufferings up for whoever needs it, 
that is very much part of our Catholic faith. And it, it brings us to a more mature relationship in our, in our walk with God and in our faith. Forgiveness is also another important element of our healing journey. And the readings last week um, at Daily Mass were more mostly about forgiveness, right? Uh, about the importance of, of forgiving others. And we also want to include ourselves in that as well. But when we talk about healing the past, forgiveness is is essential to that because there may have been things that we experienced, you know, because of other people, maybe the words that they said or the actions that they took or the things that they, you know, didn't do, right? It could be something that you didn't receive that you were entitled to receiving, right? There can be so many, so many ways that this takes shape for us. Like I said in the beginning, it's very unique. It's very unique to each of us. But we're called as Catholics to forgive. And again, forgiveness is one of those things that can be very challenging. And it's not this trite kind of like, oh, let's just forgive everybody and forgive and forget. That's what they, you know, that's what people say. But it really is about letting go of these chains from the past that bind you up. Because again, the past is over. The event is is over. Whatever that person did or said is done. And you're the only one who can keep that person alive inside of you, repeating and doing that thing to you or saying those words to you or whatever it is. You're the one who's giving that person power to keep doing that. It's not actually the, the other person. And so forgiveness is really about giving ourselves the freedom to let go and to move on. And it's not about condoning bad behavior and it's not about, you know, allowing people to treat us or mistreat us a certain way. I think many, many Catholic women have this idea that we're supposed to be nice and the good Catholic woman and so that means, well, I have to just allow anything, right? I just have to accept anything from anybody because I'm supposed to, I'm just supposed to do that. I'm supposed to turn the other cheek. But I strongly believe that God doesn't call us to self-sacrifice, to remain in a, any relationship or any dynamic that's unhealthy for us. That's not what he's asking us to do. And Forgiveness is not really about the other person as much as it is about releasing yourself from anything that's keeping you tethered to the past or tethered to hate or tethered to anger or any other emotions that we know don't have a good effect in the body. Another important element as it relates to our Catholic faith is that we know that these trials, these tribulations, these challengers, they actually build character. They help us to grow. They help us to endure. They help us to persevere. They help us to basically become better 
versions of ourselves, but also to deepen our relationship with God, to deepen our walk, to deepen our faith. Because if you think about it, if life was a cakewalk, if everything was was running smoothly all the time and there were never any issues and never any challenges, it might seem tempting to think that would be the ideal life. But if you think about it, everything would just be the same. Everything would be neutral. Our challenges, they actually provide the contrast for us to really appreciate and have gratitude for the good times, to have gratitude for those moments of joy, those moments of peace, those moments of love, those moments of calm. And so we actually want to embrace all of it, right? Not just those mountaintop moments, but those valley moments as well, because they're they're important, right? It's all about it's all about balance. So I want to share, you know, some practical tools to help you start to change your relationship with the past and the, some of these things that have happened to you. So the first is really being aware of when you are bringing the past into the present. So for many of us, it's going to show up as being triggered. So it can be that someone says something or someone does something, or maybe someone looks at you a certain way. And it just, again, it just triggers something. And it, it happens so quickly because it's happening at the level of your nervous system. It's, it's not really a conscious decision that you're making like, oh, I'm going to be triggered by what this person said to me today. It really is just happening at this unconscious level in your nervous system, in your body. And so you get triggered. What I want you to do is to notice when you're being triggered. If if that was the only thing that you did and you just became aware of when you're triggered, that would create a massive shift for you. Because many of us, we're not aware of when we're triggered. We're just kind of walking around in the, these states of dysregulation. So we're walking around in too much sympathetic and we're anxious or we're irritable all the time. Or we're in this state of dorsal shutdown where we're just kind of numb and we're dissociated and we're disconnected from life and we're disconnected from other people. So we really want to just kind of wake up and notice what state we're in all right and then once we identify where we are how we're feeling in our bodies we actually just want to be there to just be there to not rush to try to fix it or to try to solve it or to get rid of it but just to be with it not necessarily in the trigger or in the experience or in the memory from the past, but to be with the part of us that is in that memory or that experience from the past. There's a very subtle difference there. But we really just want to give ourselves what we didn't get in the past. And again, that could be time or space or presence because that's how we're going to release and let go of anything that's keeping us tethered to the past, anything that's keeping us stuck there. 
And once you do that, and it can take as little as 90 seconds to really start to experience a shift in what you're feeling, what you want to do is then apply compassion, understanding, forgiveness, love, anything that was needed in that moment in time that you didn't get. You're going to give that to yourself now, and then you're going to invite the Holy Spirit in with all of his grace to help you so that he can apply that grace to the situation and transform it and to help you see it with new eyes, with fresh eyes, with a fresh vision so that you can see that maybe there was something good or something positive that came out of that circumstance. And then you want to practice gratitude. And I know that might seem a little bit strange or it might not make logical sense, but it really goes back to this idea that we trust that all things are working together for our good. And that my friends, includes the wounding and the traumas and the challenges from the past. We want to trust that it's all part of this bigger plan and it's all somehow working together for our good. It's working together for our benefit. What if you chose to see everything that happens in your life, everything, as somehow working out for your good, for your benefit. What if you chose to see it that way? This is how we change the relationship that we have with the past. This is how we change our experience of the past. We're not actually changing the past, right? We're not being delusional. We're not you know, engaging in any magical thinking. We're not pretending that something never happened to us, right? We're not just trying to tell ourselves something that isn't true. We're not doing any of that. What we're doing is we're reframing our experience of the past. We're shifting our, our perspective on the past. We're changing the way that we're looking at it and we're seeing the good, the good that God and only God can bring out of any situation. And if we look at the cross, that's the whole message of the cross, right? That I think there's, I think Paul says in um, the New Testament that the cross is like foolishness to people who don't understand, and I'm very much paraphrasing here, but it, it doesn't make sense to people who don't get it, right? And on Good Friday, it seemed like the people who crucified Christ, that it seemed like they won, right? It seemed like they had the last laugh or they had the final word, but we know that that's not the case. We know that God won, and it's an eternal winning, right? He 
will always win. He wins in the end. And so as we bring this episode to a close, I want to remind you that your past, even if it might seem to be like that Good Friday moment where there's a lot of death or destruction or damage or fear, it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be a life sentence that there is an Easter that can come after that Good Friday. And it doesn't have to be the thing that defines you, the thing that marks you, that you are the woman who experienced blank. Or you are the woman who went through blank, right? It doesn't have to be that way. Because in every moment, you have an opportunity to choose a different way of relating to your past, a different perspective. And you get to decide the lens through which you're going to view those experiences. And ultimately, you are the only one who can bring the past into the present and into your future or to go back there, heal it, transform it, and move forward. So really, really think about that. You're the only one who can do that. It's not your mom. It's not your dad. It's not your first love from the past. It's not your boss. It's not, you know, anything or anyone. It's not any experience that happened to you or some wrong that may have been done to you or some harm that you experienced. It's none of those things. It's really you. And you have the power through the grace of the Holy Spirit to really transform and heal and lovingly let those things go. So what we want to do when these triggers happen, when we get triggered in the moment, when these memories surface or resurface, what we want to do is bring this mindful awareness to it and be with it and then to see it through new eyes, and finally release it. And that's how you apply healing to the past and how you can change the way that you relate to your past. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I look forward to being with you next time. All right, take care. Hey friends, if you'd like to get started on this healing journey, be sure to download my free heart safety guide, a trauma-informed approach to healing for Catholic women. You'll learn all about heart wounds, where they come from, and how to heal them. Just click the link below to download.